Hey everybody, this is John. You might know me as Jack Redshirt on the Portalville podcast series. I'd like to tell you about a special offer from our sponsor, Cocalero. When you go to shopcocalero.com and enter the coupon code PORTAL10, P-O-R-T-A-L-1-0, at checkout, you can get 10% off your purchase of Cocalero Classico or Negro. And if that deal wasn't awesome enough, guess what? You always get free shipping on your purchase of three bottles or more. So go check out shopcocalero.com. All right. So, uh, hey there, everyone. This is John. I produce the Portalville podcast. Uh, Jen can't be with us today. She has a prior engagement, but she is here in spirit. Joining me today is special guest, Rob Jabaz, director of the upcoming Shutter original, The Sadness. So how's it going, Rob? Uh, good. Is it a Shutter original? I believe so. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah, fuck. I'm doing good, man. <laughs> so what can you tell us about the film, like without any spoilers, like uh, what can viewers expect and what, what is the story about? uh it's a it's like a gore movie and it's um it's about a a virus that turns people into like uh maniacs and and then it's it's uh you know just uh following kind of the first it's i guess you could think about it as like a real-time movie to some degree because it's just like it's just like uh, the first uh you know uh little while of this sort of outbreak and uh and there's gore in it. Oh yeah, and the gore—the gore is fabulous, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's like super hyper realistic. Like I loved it. Yeah, I think that I think that that's actually like the term hyper realistic is actually really appropriate because I think that there are some parts that are like sort of goes beyond realistic, where it becomes sort of like a hyper reality like i i i don't i don't uh, purport to say that the that the gore and the sadness is like you know medically accurate at all times there are some parts where that it go uh into sort of a into maybe a fantasy area but um in any case uh uh I, i'm happy that you are enjoying it oh yeah definitely um and i think like if you're if you're a fan of other like I would say zombie films are like 28 days later or wreck like movies like that like you really need to see this movie I've never even seen wreck is, is that good it's yeah it's pretty good it's kind of like a found footage um viral pandemic outbreak kind of oh, cool it's 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 a uh, Spanish right yes okay yeah I remember I remember I never saw that one Okay, so, you know, I have a, I have a question, but I have a long-winded little story before I ask it, okay? So, oh, great. Okay, <laughs> so when, like, the COVID pandemic started, I was working in uh, Seattle, and, you know, everything kind of started breaking out to the news little by little, and we didn't really know what was going on. We're all just like, okay, what's going on? And then suddenly Seattle's like, okay, there's a stay-at-home order no one can be out unless you have like military passes, right? To like uh, show police if you're on the highway or out in public. So it's kind of surreal. And the place I worked at was doing jobs for like the military and NASA. And they're like, we don't care basically if there's a pandemic, 
you're coming to work and they email us all these like these cards, official cards to show like police officers or anybody if we were outside, right? And I'll never forget driving to work and being like the only car on the highway in a pandemic. And there's like helicopter flying over and it felt just like I was in a movie, like in a militarized zone. And I'm just thinking to myself, and I'm I'm sure a lot of uh, horror movie fans, scary movie fans, were probably thinking this to themselves too. But I was just like, man, this is how the zombie apocalypse starts. I'm like in a zombie apocalypse movie. Mm-hmm. And it was really surreal. I wanted to know, did the global events that were happening around the world kind of inspire your film? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the, the, but like not like, you know, just... You know, I, 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 in Taiwan, the uh, the virus outbreak was uh, handled like really, you know, well early on. So yeah. that's why we were able to make the movie. So in fact, I didn't have those uh, those uh, uh, like a movie experiences that that you had that uh, you had in Seattle there. Um, you know, what I'm saying like it just seemed like business as usual for us um, in Taiwan for the first like. 14 months, like that's actually why we made the movie because uh, we knew that there probably wouldn't be any movies like the following year because with new movies coming out because uh, nothing got made because Hollywood got shut down. So it's kind of like hedging, hedging, hedging our bets to have like a, a successful, uh, you know, premiere. And then, uh, yeah, so I mean, but as far as like being inspired by the, vi- by the pandemic, I mean, the, there's there's conversations in the film uh, that are conversations that I like I, I I actually was in Thailand when the when the when the the pandemic was really starting coming out of Wuhan and everything and um, uh, I had a, a conversation with a with a French Canadian guy in the airport uh, and he was telling me that the it's all just a hoax to drive down the stock market and all this stuff and I was just yeah. like oh and then um and then i just put that in the movie uh because i thought oh that's that's what a a guy really thought so i'll just steal it and put it in the movie because it'll make it uh more authentic so i mean just that that's about as much as i um was inspired like i just tried to kind of take little things that i was finding from people uh you know stuff that people maybe had posted and try to incorporate it a little bit into the film, more so about just kind of like, um, you know, how people were, were reacting to it. Not so much like these big, you know, World War Z sort of cinematic uh, scenes, like like the experience you had on the highway there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I seriously felt like I was in a scene straight out of The Walking Dead. Like if I was riding a horse down the highway, that's basically how I felt. Yeah. It was, it was very surreal. And I was just cool. like, am I going to get to work and my coworkers are going to be like bleeding from the eyes and like rabid, you know, like that kind of mentality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. You, you ever, um, did you ever hear about how uh, they, uh, they gave Elvis like a, a special like cop badge, like Richard Nixon, like gave him like a, like a special cop badge and he could just drive around and like pull people over and, and, and he was entirely free. Uh, from any kind of legal repercussions, like he could just pull you over 
and and you know shake you down and and do whatever he wanted, but he was protected by by this badge uh, that that Richard Nixon gave him. I have not heard that, but look look it up. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, that would be memorable. <laughs> we just got this weird this this badge that just gave him like a license to do whatever, literally like kind of whatever he wanted, and uh, and he and he used it to just drive around and and cause trouble. Um, but yeah, sorry, that's that's. Uh, that's what I was thinking when you when you're out there driving uh, driving your horse on the highway all by yourself. Oh man! So um, you know, like we said, like the gore in this movie. I don't want to ruin it for everyone. I, we did screen the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, gore is fantastic if you're into gore. Um, my, my wife's not here to be on the call, but uh, she wanted to know if you could tell us about your your special effects crew. Uh, just couple of couple of uh, plucky Taiwanese kids, uh, Esther and Victor, and they have a little uh, little outfit called IFSFX Art Maker in Taipei, and they uh, do you know just like a lot just a lot of local productions. Um, not usually you know the, the, what's required of them isn't usually like at the level of what we saw in the sadness. Um, usually it's just like a you know, a, a severed hand or maybe some old age makeup or maybe, a, I don't know, like a sort of a ghost makeup or something, just like pale face with dark circles under the eyes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I saw some work that they had done for the, for a, a fashion shoot or whatever. And I, and I saw some really great um, you know, technical ability there. So I, saw, I thought, oh yeah, these, these guys ought to be good. So I got in touch and then um, I said, yeah, I want to work with you guys. And they were like, okay, cool. Give us a call sometime. And then like, <laughs> literally like two weeks later, I was like, okay, I got a job. We're going to do this movie called The Sadness. And they were like, oh, what yeah. the hell, really? And then uh, I, I, you know, I thought that I could kind of just give them a lot of freedom to, to come up with their own stuff. But um, they, they actually don't, they didn't really, sometimes people don't work well that way. Like sometimes it's a lot better to like give very, very clear direction and very like sort of, precise detailed directions and that's actually how I had to work with them so there were a lot of drawings or a lot of plans uh, every everything that you see that's a that's sort of a gore gag in the sadness is um, you know is, is planned out by by myself and we kind of worked together as a team to to figure out how to pull it off and if we needed to incorporate a little bit of uh, CG cleanup or or if something was going to be 50 50 uh, CG and and practical or or whatever. Um, that's basically it. They they uh, they had a really they have a really good blood formula. It's not the usual uh, caro syrup one that you always hear about. All the all the horror bloggers or whatever podcasters always talk about like caro syrup because I guess they heard it on heard it on YouTube or something. But yeah, um, the, the the their their blood formula. I'm not even sure what it is, but it it fucking it doesn't taste good. It's, it's not like the sweet corn syrup one that you that you always hear about. It's like uh, it tastes just like uh, like you shouldn't be drinking it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not toxic, and uh, and it tends to uh, tends to stain the skin if it, if it stays on for too long. But it but it, it has a gorgeous color, so uh, you know that's that's all that matters because you know a couple stains on your skin will go away after a couple weeks, but. But films are, but cinema is forever, you know? And you know, you actually brought up a good point. Like I was going to mention, uh, 
there I don't want to there's maybe it's a little bit of a spoiler but like the scene in the subway car you know yeah I'm like talking to my wife I'm like dude whoever did like the gore and like the blood I'm like that blood looks like really realistic that's like the best blood I think I've seen in a movie thanks like honestly I think that a little bit of oh actually quite a fair amount of credit must be given to our colorist as well, because uh, the, the film has a, has a very, very uh, beautiful grade that was uh, bestowed upon it by uh, one Paul Hanrahan, a South African gentleman who lives uh, here in Taipei. Um, we, had, we, were, we had the honor of, uh, of you know, getting him on board to help us with the film. And uh, he, really, he really brought out that, that uh, that, that wonderful vibrant uh, blood and also just like just the the, the cast over the, the film he, he really made the film feel when the film feels hot he's yeah. he's he's the guy who made it feel hot and when the film feels like sweaty or uncomfortable or or itchy that that the color grade is what really makes yeah. that uh makes that come forward you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so I have another question. I think we got some time here, about seven minutes. Look, ten minutes. No, go um, ahead. Do you have any funny or bizarre or strange stories from the set of filming this? Not really. No. <laughs> we didn't have didn't have any time for for that shit. You know, we, we didn't have a lot of time. We just had to to go and uh, and just do all this stuff. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, one one time we had uh, a, a you know a sheet of breakaway glass that we had for something, and I thought it was. I thought just because I I you know seen on YouTube or whatever. Oh, they make that out of corn syrup. Just like just like before when I said about the blood. So I tried to eat some of it, and, I, and it's like, oh, this this is this is not uh, this isn't candy. This, they they call it they call it candy glass, but it's not candy. It's some it's it's not edible. So I, I tried to eat a thing that wasn't edible. Waka waka waka. <laughs> so don't eat fake blood and glass is what you're saying to just, our just, listeners just you know generally speaking just don't try to keep as try to keep uh, as many as, as much as possible out of your mouth when you're making a film um so you guys actually did film in taiwan though yeah of course that's where that's where that's where i'm talking to you from right now i'm in taiwan oh cool man are, it, what, are there any differences shooting over there as opposed to here or like any uh, challenges associated anything i don't know i've never made a film over there i've only made a film here <laughs> I've, I've literally have no clue I, I don't i don't really know anything about i don't know anything about this shit man I'm just just trying to just trying Playing to jazz movie out here you know just doing my thing <laughs> just doing my thing getting wild you know are, are you fluent in like chinese or mandarin chinese and mandarin yeah uh no i, I yeah mandarin chinese i uh not really, no. Not, not. I wouldn't say that I'm fluent at all. I think that uh, my Chinese speaking ability is, is fairly, fairly bad. But um, you know, I'm, I'm able to, uh, I'm able to do what I need to do. So, I, I, I should probably make a commitment to, to. You know what it is? It's like I keep thinking that I'm going to leave. You know, I keep thinking that it's like, oh, this is my last year, so it's probably not worth putting the time into getting better. But then I just, then another year goes by, and I'm like, oh God, what am I, what am I doing? What the hell am I doing? <laughs> Um, yeah, to answer your question, like I definitely am not fluent. I expected Hello? you to like pull out some uh, some some Chinese phrases for me. 
No, God, no, no worries. Sorry, man. Sorry, sorry to, sorry to, to disappoint you on your, your podcast. Huh? This is where your wife should come in and, and she, she could, you know, save the dead space there. Yeah. <laughs> she usually has some kind of like witty off the wall question. And I'm like, hey, maybe you should do the interview because you always come up with something like super clever and funny. But how long, how long have you two been together for? Uh, we've been together about 15 years. Holy smokes. That's like true love dating, right there. Yeah. So since date, how long have you been married for? Uh, 12 okay cool that's that's great like yeah, it'll I mean, be 13 in june so awesome so like so like it doesn't take too long you know you spend a few years together and you're like this is the one i'm gonna oh. put a ring <laughs> that's great man. that's true love I, i'm very envious you don't have a special someone oh no of course i do but i i'm very i'm so uh nervous about uh about making like the the big commitment that that, that i uh I, uh, I like I've been with my girl for for longer than three years, and and I'm I'm still just kind of like oh man I don't know if I can I don't know if I can take the plunge you know, it's, it's, it seems so seems so final because I only want to do it once you know don't want to don't want to be one of those guys like Larry King who like you know marries every single girl he fucks. Well, you know what? Uh, R.I.P. By the way. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Wonderful, wonderful man. I. I love uh larry king and all, all of his work and his con- contribution to to journalism but sorry go on i cut you off there no i was gonna say you know if i leave this in the interview when i put it on uh all the podcast stations you might have a petition signed to uh have you propose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be something that would be something cool um do you have any like socials or website people can follow you at uh yeah just um Follow me at uh, like I'm I'm the only person in the world whose name is Rob Jabaz. So just like, <laughs> so just like uh, Google my name or or just go to like you know my Instagram or whatever or or my Twitter, Rob Jabaz one word. Um, yeah, you just follow me. You know, uh, don't send me any any DMs because I don't I won't read them or or, or answer them. But uh, even you, about proposing. Oh yeah, well no that 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 one you're gonna have to. I'll, I'll we can talk about that next time on your I'm on your podcast. Okay. When, when your wife's there, because because I feel like feel like it would be more appropriate if she was there. She might put more pressure on you though. That I, I'm willing to deal with that. I'm willing to okay. to, to uh, weather that storm. Yeah. All right. Well, looks like we're almost out of time. Thank you, Rob. Uh, everyone, get your butts on Shutter and watch the sadness. It premieres. Thursday, May 12th. Go see it. It's amazing. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate the time. Yes. Thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, you're welcome on the show anytime you want. Yes, sir. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.